I had a bunch of friends in a fraternity fucking DJed one one time too, and it was, ugh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was an experience, yeah. But it's a gig. It's a gig. I got to play in front of people. It was like, oh god, it was. I I've had some bad shows in my life, but nothing quite compares to this one. I actually left after about half an hour. Really? Yeah. It was like a it was a Tuesday night, and they were having a party. They had you know one of those pairings. Right where they pair a fraternity and a sorority up, mm. and um, sorry, I'm a, I'm a GDI. I don't know. No, so am I. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, am yeah, I. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, okay, okay. Uh, as the fraternity expert here, yeah. So they'll they'll pair a fraternity and a sorority up and basically schedule a party. But it was on a Tuesday night, and they're like, "Hey, like we don't have anybody to play music. Do you want to come?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, sounds good." And uh, you know, I'm putting stuff together the day of I'm like, okay, like, you know, here's the rap that I like and listen to. And like, um, here's some, you know, kind of more basic EDM songs that would probably get them hype and things like that. And I start playing and within about 10 minutes, I get like three people up in the DJ booth, like drunkenly trying to scratch if you've Mm -hmm. ever had that happen. And then also, um, just saying like, can I get ox? I'm like, it doesn't really work like that. Like I have what I have on my computer. I can't really like play Spotify right now. Um, what do you want to hear? And they're like, uh, like play 2016 at the time. So like future, right? Yeah. Like, future and Drake. I'm like, uh, you know, that future Drake, Drake album is good. <laughs> oh, it's, but- it was great. Yeah, it was great. But uh, it wasn't something I had on my computer at the time. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't play that. Like, you know, I'll, I'll play some rap. I, you know, Lil Wayne, some, <laughs> little wayne won't cut yeah, it yeah no I, like, I don't yeah. like some old like 2000 like 12 13 14 stuff that i had downloaded initially and hadn't like updated my library and i'm like here's the rap that i do have and they were just like fiending me like yo no you have to play this right now some fucking guy comes up in the booth and says yo i'm a brother here if you don't play this uh future song right now like you're done and i'm like fuck you i'm i'm done i guess i'm yeah. done and i packed up and left it was one of the worst gigs I've played. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, it would be nice if you, if there was like that technology where you could just play anything and everything. And yeah. I know that there is some tech. Like I had <laughs> I this so, one, but I had this DJ software. <sighs> I think it was called DJ Pro. Okay. And for a while, you could just like uh, load stuff from Spotify. No way. And that was huge. Obviously, you had to have a good like internet connection. Yeah, my buddy, who's a wedding DJ, uh, he was the one who told me about it, oh. and it's nice. But he was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I would do it at a wedding though." Right, like you can't yeah, rely on it's spotty. A yeah, like internet connection that would be sketch. Yeah, but it is cool. It'd be so sick if in the future there was it was like. I don't even know how it would work. It would just be like you have like something that tells your computer like okay we can play these songs and then you can just download them like from spotify or t- i know that like serato you can like link it with title there's like there it's it's becoming more of a thing but it'd be so nice if it was just like you got this membership yeah when you're at a gig you don't have to worry like all the songs too like have markers and you can change the markers but they come with stuff that like right standard djs use like the start of the song the uh, you know what i mean like I 16 bars before the core or whatever the drop right that would be so that would save you so much time Th- that would be huge if you could market something like that that would have um basically all the songs are pre-queued out mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that'd be and huge. then you you could change them obviously because right. everyone's got their own unique way of mixing. Right, but and and that, I'm sure someone's already doing it. It's no, like that'd be interesting because like the the way that it was now is you've always had to buy the tracks that you're going to play right or illegally download a terrible YouTube to MP3 version. Right, and um, if you could pull something off like that, and then the software can register that you actually played it, and the artist gets credit for it. Because mm-hmm. I I know I think either Beatport or no it was a uh, Recordbox has a version of that where um, they keep track of who plays what and then really? artists yeah artists get little credits here and there in mixes that get posted for you know whatever I don't know exactly how it works but that's an interesting concept yeah I mean it seems like it's always going to be kind of the wild west unless yeah. we just got more and more away from. Uh, like even having like who puts a CD in a CDJ or you know well you were telling me the wedding DJ was the one who told you about that I mean he had to have been the guy that was most stoked not to have to carry around fucking <clears throat> CDs everywhere or yeah 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 and I mean he was telling me that like you know you always have an aux cord just in case like if yep. the shit goes down you have it set yep. up I, so. I learned my lesson after that and doing a couple like grad parties I DJed up the uh, what was it the drama department's prom mm. so i learned my lesson after that okay always have an option to be um you know playing requests and things like that yeah for sure even though it's not yeah. ideal and and also at that at that point why i was so pissed off i was so in my own head of like it was right when i was kind of really getting down with music production and i'm like yo i'm a dj not a record player yeah i'm not <laughs> just a... on my high horse yeah i get it though i've yeah. i've had even like my own house parties where it's like yeah it's just not set up to play what you want right now i'm sorry like let me just do, just believe in me right please yeah, please <laughs> trust me trust the process yeah. yeah exactly um man that would also be kind of a crazy thing if like there were you know those things uh you can select oh. a song and then it adds it to the jukebox oh, the touch tunes yeah, yeah touch tunes yep. like it was like that but with the but i hate I, djs would hate that be like all right. right the incoming song is this find a way to mix it in You're right like, all right fuck oh my god it's like not at all the same bpm or key We're reverb into a crossfade yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah i like the delay in the, oh, sure. the same shit you know? yeah well all right so we talked a little bit about like a bad show yeah but uh well first let's uh you know Let's give you a little introduction. Sure. Sounds good. My name's Mason. Uh, everybody calls me Mace, so I kind of made that my artist and DJ name. Um, I've been making music for about mm, coming up on 11 years now. I got my first um, piece of software and MIDI instrument in freshman year of high school, and that's almost 11 years from now, so that's pretty crazy. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, uh through all those years, I've been kind of on and off, um, you know, taking it seriously and taking breaks, things like that. It was a moment where I dropped everything and just did it full time. Um, I've been DJing through all that time. I still DJ, I still produce, but it's been a little bit less so. But you self-proclaim yourself as more of a DJ. Like that's <laughs> that's like your your sweet spot. Yeah, not not producer DJ, DJ producer. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. For the clarification. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of these days we'll have a little 
scratch and spin spin some plastic type of deal sounds great yeah yeah cool well we talked about a bad concert Mm. and we're going to talk about a couple concerts here but i just like starting out with asking a simple question and it is what was your first concert first concert uh that i attended that you attended oh it was dead mouse 2011 meowington hacks tour at the aragon ballroom Man, that was a trip. Um, that was truly my first ever concert. Um, I had been to you know little local productions here and there with you know my parents or somebody's playing at a, a street festival or whatever. But I was fourteen years old and had never been exposed to dance music before. Really, and like you didn't even know who no, Dead Mouse was. I I had heard the name. <laughs> it's funny in eighth grade German class, somebody brought him up for whatever reason and that that was my first ever oh he's a dj i'm like oh djs are real i thought it was just kind of a thing you see in cartoons or yeah (laughs) Yeah, no i I truly i had no idea um so yeah and and it was my buddy's birthday he could bring two friends to the concert his parents went with us his dad was really into like old school trance music so we listened to some of that on the way over whoa and you know i didn't think anything of it but when i first got to that concert man and i saw the lights and you feel the bass. I don't think there's any other feeling quite like the first time you feel um, like a big system subwoofer just kind of yeah. hitting you with dance music. Yeah, wait, can we sit there for a second? Yeah. Like, so you walk into the Aragon. Anyone yeah. from Chicago knows that venue. And you walk up these stairs. You can go left or right. Yep. And then, you know, you just... Yep. And, and you, you hear it rattling above you too. And you're like, what am I getting into? You know, like, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, uh, first experience, man. And yeah, we walk in, um, he had a couple of openers Zomboy at the time nice. who's now is like, you know, all full dubstep, but it, he was doing like electro house and, uh, feed me actually wow. open too. So I, I didn't know either of them. I had only ever heard of dead mouse and he had the curtain up and it was basically just a table with some CDJs and, you know, had the guys opening up and then that curtain dropped and you see the cube and you see his eyes light up with the mouse head and, you know, he's doing his big drawn out intro. Where are my keys? I mean, so that show, uh, but recorded in Toronto is still on YouTube. Mm. You can still go back on YouTube and basically see his live show from that tour. <laughs> I listened to it maybe once every couple months it's so nostalgic for me it's a crazy thing when you look back on lineups yeah and i think that this is just an inevitable effect for any lineup probably but like you look back and you're like holy shit that these people were playing together how does that even make sense yep. like that must have been a thousand dollar show but of course now it's like you know people have time to grow and whatever but i was looking back at a concert that was like freaky deaky in Chicago. And I remember just being Dada like, Life? Was I, it the I, world's dude. largest pillow fight? <laughs> was that a thing? What it was. That? No, so okay. I I didn't mean to cut you off. No, here. I want to know. So Freaky Deaky did um oh, this is maybe my craziest concert story. And looking back, it's not that wild, but Wait, um, so you were at the world's largest pillow fight? Yes. Did you have to bring a pillow? Uh no. They imported oh, they bought out all of the pillows. Um like the cheapest ones they could find like ikea pillows um in the u.s yeah ikea's got some good pillows they're all right i have an ikea pillow that's why i'm saying they have (laughs) tiers of pillows not hashtag not an ad yeah so uh i was 16 at the time 
and they announced um, an 18 and up show, Dada Life, Aragon Ballroom. We're going to break the world record for the largest pillow fight. And they had a contest to be a volunteer and basically assist with that, right? So hand out pillows, count the number of people in a section that are, you know, doing the pillow fight, things like Mm. that. Um, And I entered not thinking anything of it. Um, and I got a call back saying, Hey, we've selected you, you and one friend can come to the show and be a volunteer. We'll give you shirts. You know, you get to meet Dada life after the show. What? Yeah. And, and I was 16 and I'm like, I'm oh, fuck. It's an 18 and up show. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, Oh, but we rolled the dice. I brought my friend and, um, we walked in before even security had set up. Oh, so you were there at like five. Yes. Yeah. We were there early and you get everybody coming in like, you know, rolling in drunk and, you know, on something and in their costumes, everybody's getting ready. And we're just like standing like uh, right in front of the stage, like in front of the barricades, um, just like adrenaline pumping, ready to go. And we pass out all these pillows. They do the pillow fight. We broke the record that night. So yeah, that was my little claim to fame. Hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. then afterwards you got to like chill with dad let or yep. meet meet and greet, whatever that entails. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Do a you know, little selfie at the time, right? It was two thousand twelve, I think. So um, you know, yeah. Dad life really yeah. like I don't know if they're still having a moment, but they definitely had a moment. Mm-hmm. And um they were always very quirky. Like even yeah. the, even sausage fattener. If you like, you know, no, this is the podcast for producers. So they they know, bro. They know, yeah. (laughs) But uh, some people still use sausage fattener. I know it's like kind of frowned upon. But like if you can get that shit sausagey like yeah. pe- people like that sound so. it's got it's got three knobs and one of them is volume right yeah you got the fatten and the color are the two that you really use and i actually put a skin on it it's the carnage fattener now oh really you yeah. can do that do you ever see the um uh, tutorial that carnage did for how he like makes his tracks Mm-mm. oh it's really funny so he's just on um on fl studio um he throws an 808 in a track and he is just trying to talk people through his process. And he goes, um, not really sure what this does, but it just makes it um, very, very way more louder. So <laughs> yeah. they, they made a skin for him. So this was like a legit tutorial he was trying to put on. And yeah. then it was like, yeah, I don't really understand, but like it gets the effect that I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's really funny. So that was funny. You know, I was there with my notepad, just ready to take notes. Like, oh, what does he do to make a track? Yeah, he's like, I don't really know how this works, but it works. But it works. Yeah, yeah. sound good, Izer. Turn it all. The I'm way honestly up. Yeah. cool with that. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right? whatever. It's cool. I just saw this thing that, um, you know, how like during the holidays, there's like a million plug-in deals and stuff. Yeah, like it's definitely the time to buy plugins if anyone is legit because like otherwise it's so expensive um but i saw this one that was you can like analyze a waveform or like a song that you like especially if it's like a soloed out instrument at the time and you can like capture that and then apply the tone of it to like so if you had a guitar tone you could like capture that and then bring it to your guitar and then just like kind of add that tone to it it's like some new like really ai type of i don't even know if it's ai i'm assuming it is um but it's a so it's a free plugin this is not going to come out 
before the time that it's not a free plugin anymore. But just like in general, I would say Christmas time, get all those freebies yeah. because you can like use them to then get cheaper deals on the rest of their products. So like that's how I've gotten a lot of free interesting or really good deal. Like so like for three years straight, I would get like the free sound toys thing. And then because I got like three free pr plugins that were like 70 bucks each, they gave me like a huge discount on the entire package. So right. like just letting you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's for your knowledge. Yeah, that's good to know, man. Um yeah. And just drown in your sea of VSTs, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like honestly, yeah. You don't need much. No, <laughs> you don't, but like it, it's fun to like get a new plugin and mess around with it and um I don't know. Sometimes it just like takes you in a different direction. But like, okay, you don't need to like go out there and, you know, you see an ad for the newest, um, I don't even know who fucking makes serum these days. Exfer? Exfer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, you see the new Exfer plugin and you're like, oh my God, I need it. 90 bucks down the drain. And you're like, you never really pick it up. Yeah. Picking up free plugins can kind of be fun though. Yeah. So I found all these plugins called, um, uh, it's like G a G V S T. So like you got G comp G rev, you know, a bunch of these uh, yeah. and they're super basic. It's open source. Somebody just coded them and was like, I made these use them if you want. And you get some interesting stuff when you really kind of limit yourself to just really basic, but like kind of funky sounding things like that's eh, kind of cool. Yeah. I completely agree. As much as I am like, Oh bro. I get so like swindled by ads and stuff. I'm like, oh dude, I need that. Like we were talking before, it's there's certain things that if you don't have a uh, auto tune, it's like you got to get an auto tune. There's right. certain things that you got to have like one of. Right. I mean, maybe you don't use auto tune, but I'm just saying, like, there's certain I wish things I that had are one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a free one called Grayleon or something that's okay. like pretty good. Yeah, I would check that I'll out. Check that out. Yeah, because even just like I don't know, I've uh, uh, heard one of my buddies record a rap um, and throw some auto tune on it. Yeah, and no joke, if you kind of get like dial in the settings and you know you don't sound too bad on the recording, you can kind of make something like passable right you can you can, you can really do a lot yeah dude. i like crazy. the sound of autotune yeah it sounds I cool too. to me t-pain was onto something man dude i was in i was coming back from a restaurant and the dude was just first of all you ever get picked up in a tesla uber uh that's never happened to me no okay it's happened to me twice and every time i'm like how, the, how do you open the door <laughs> And then how so you do get, you open the door? You, I, I've not been in a Tesla. For anyone period. that hasn't been in a Tesla, and the only two times I've been in one is from getting picked up in an Uber. I'm like, do you make any money? Uh, I hope so. But like, you push it in, and then it like comes out, and then you pull it. But uh, anyway, like the fucking, he had a bartender playing, and I was like, just. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> I forgot how good T-Pain oh, was. Oh, man. And then I also think about how, like, sometimes I feel like there's too much video. Like, sometimes when you have the video with a song, I love a good music video, but it's like, it can be distracting and you don't hear the music. But I was just sitting in that Tesla being like, oh, this is a good fucking song. Like, yeah. But I feel like if I watch the, the video, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's T-Pain. Like, I'd be thinking about... It's too much stimulation. Right. You know what I mean? 
Uh, I mean, you're speaking to arguably the most ADD person. I'm very on, ADD. On this oh, might not God. be a problem with other people. Oh, uh, with me specifically, like I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that song played all the way through because um, I've never sat down to listen to it. And I'm one of those people where I will come up and say like, holy shit, as a uh, bartender, as an example, you know, it's actually a good song. And people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, no, 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 no. I was in an Uber and I didn't feel like asking the guy to change the station. So I listened to it all the way through and it's fucking hot. No, for a minute there, I <laughs> thought you, that the yeah. driver was T-Pain. Cause like he <laughs> continued to play T-Pain songs that like I didn't right. know. And I was like, whoa, T-Pain's fucking good. No, like I good, really, he, he I forgot. Figured out. Yeah. I watched the hot ones with him and he was talking about like how ghosts live in his house. I'm like, dude, you're fucking wild, bro. But <laughs> Yeah, that's anyway. that's a pipe dream right there is to get on hot ones hot ones is fun i mean i i would love to like be able to do something like that I, that's such a great concept yeah i wouldn't want to like really have to eat the wings no i mean i like spicy food but like last night got chipotle mm. normally don't get the hot sauce got the hot sauce you know, it does. GI it issues. It does yeah. like, yeah, it does more to your system <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah. need. I like the flavor. It like clears out the sinuses, but I, I would be a disaster on that show because I get the hiccups if something's way too hot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I know tr- that other people have had that issue. Yeah, I tried doing the blazing wings with my buddies at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I mean one bite, and I'm just nonstop hiccups. Really? Yeah, I, I'm a mess. I'm sweating. I'm literally dripping all over myself, and I love spicy food, so it's just yeah. <laughs> one time I bit into a habanero, just like straight up, like, <laughs> and that was probably the hottest thing that I've ever eaten because it was just like the seeds have yeah. so much of that that spice in it right what is it Scoville the, units or, yeah like, Scoville uh it's the um capsaicin capsaicin yeah 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 and dude I literally like walked actually this is funny uh because we grew up in the same neighborhood basically yeah. uh shout out <laughs> throw your w's up man yeah, yeah dude <laughs> wait was it Will Met? yeah fuck it oh yeah no yeah you lived right <laughs> no, down no, no, the street no, from me. I'm from Chicago. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been here for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but I was going to say that that happened at this restaurant called Little Ricky's, which is in Winneka. And I remember this dude came I used to work like, there. Dude, you used to work at Little Ricky's? <laughs> dude, yeah. What the fuck? Did we just I, become best friends? Dude, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you work in the carryout? So I worked... Um, I worked carry out a couple times. I was more at trifecta and O'Neill's. So like I didn't do as much at little Ricky's. I did a couple nights there, but for the most part I was uh, at the sister restaurants. Yeah. That's so it's all closed down now. Yeah. Every one of those restaurants is closed. And, and you know, who came in was, um, Inda, the head chef from Ricky's opened Mm. up his own place called little honeycomb. Same spot. Really? Same spot. Same, almost the same menu too. It's very similar. Yeah. I mean, the food wasn't like fantastic, but I liked it. I mean, it was fine. It was but, it was like good bar food. Wait, basically. so is that where you had your habanero? Was somebody? Yeah, made some you dude came in. He was like, "Bro, like I got these," and I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." I know who gave it to you. You know who I'm talking. Is that like a thing he does? He gave it to us too at Trifecta. Yes, he what? he wore glasses. He had thinning gray hair with a ponytail. 
Bro, I, I can't even picture him. I just know he's like <laughs> I'll white. show you a picture after this. I, I know exactly who gave it to you. That's so funny. Yeah. That is so <laughs> random yeah. that we had the same experience. Uh, but what happened? I mean, you just I mean, no, I, I like, okay, like, so yeah. I went out into the back alley and I just opened my mouth and like it was just so much salivation that it was like a waterfall coming from my mouth. I mean, it wasn't like that intense. It was more like when a cave is like dripping and it's fun. <laughs> it wasn't like i was like vomiting or anything right. and then there was no vomit it was just all saliva it was just i've never experienced that where your body is like no, what is happening your body goes into like fight or flight yeah it's yeah. um I, that happened to me with the one chip challenge mm. yeah i and you the know pocky yeah or, yeah exactly yeah i i man i i ate that thing and i made it a minute and a half before i started chugging milk and you know, I had a buddy who was just next to me, like, that's eh, not that bad. What yeah. Talking about it. Some people it can the just worst deal. thing. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I think it's mental somewhat, but like my heart's racing. I get the hiccups. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, I'm just trying to cling to life here. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I, this kind of opens up a door that I just, the, you're like the only person I could ask this question to Go basically. It. Yeah. And it's like, so. We went to the same high school, and I feel like there's weirdly a lot, not weirdly, but there's a lot of like successful EDM type people that come from the area that we grew up in. And like, obviously, there's a lot of money in that area. Mm. I feel like my family wasn't that well off, but somehow we got in. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's just funny. Like, Lewis the Child, huge, yep. went to our high school. Uh, Jaws. I like J A U Z. I'm pretty sure. Did he really? I think that's it was the same high school or like a high school around the area near us. Yeah, like Fallout Boy. Uh, Fallout Boy for sure. K Flay. I don't know that. Um, she sang on a Lewis the Child song. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. She was. Well, that um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And um, then like, is there anyone like? I feel like th those names though are pretty well, big. Uh, just out of my grade, yeah, we had Robbie from Lewis the Child. Um, he was actually the guy I took to the Dada Life show. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. that that was pretty wild, man. I mean, we weren't uh, we were friends, but we weren't like hanging out every weekend. Um, but you knew that he was like into that. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember, man, freshman year he was playing um, uh, his mixes. He had a Hercules RMX. If you remember what that is, mm -mm. it's a DJ controller, maybe about yay big small and then the jog wheels are about that big <laughs> yeah and he yeah, was yeah. making mashups on that and he would play them uh during our gym class kind of promoting his his solo project they like let him do that was that like a yeah, senior I, project no no, no was this like... was freshman year man this oh, was shit. early so lewis the child got together my freshman year when freddie was in eighth grade um so uh, it was uh kind of crazy seeing them come up while you know you're going to school with them um and obviously it was you know a slow steady build at first and then yeah and then it just fucking i mean freddie was they were already on tour when freddie was in high school and he was deciding whether to go to college or just do music full-time so um but no I, I don't know what it is about where we grew up um it is just like a wild thing like i saw them play some show and i was like oh these guys are cool and then it was just like just like they no, just it, it, it exploded absolutely took off man and that was that was the craziest thing my senior year instead of doing um turnabout one of the school dances when the girls asked the guys right 
I don't know what else. Honestly, it would be called, like but. great. Whoever thought of that good idea because it took all the pressure off the dudes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which was stress. Yeah, and, and the, the pressure and like you know needing to shell out ninety bucks on a party bus, <laughs> right? <laughs> like for like homecoming or prom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, man, that, that was crazy. Senior year, um, we go to uh, we decide to just skip. Uh, maybe didn't get asked. Maybe just decided to skip doesn't matter at this point you know yeah (laughs) but no but um we uh uh went to navy pier for the only year they did this festival called snow globe yes bro yes this is so funny okay yeah i got there so this dude that i met at columbia college chicago he was he like got me in on like promoting it so i would okay put up flyers the street team or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, the street team. Uh, so, like, I put up so many flyers and, like, took pictures of them. And then they were like, yeah, you're good to go. And I was like, all right, cool. Can we talk about how much of a shit show that that show was? Because we were 17 turning 18 at the time. Fucking underage as shit. We got in for free because Lewis the Child was playing it. I was at that set. Yeah. Yeah, and in the in the big, um, it wasn't the big ballroom. It was one of the smaller upstairs ones. Yeah, but, no, that area yeah. I had never been to in Navy Pier. Yeah, and yeah, and um, we were seventeen, turning eighteen, and since they got us on the list without an ID check, we got into their full VIP open bar area, and like oh. it, it was uh, that was one of the nuttier nice. shows. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like it was so funny, and we're like, yeah, we made the right choice not going to the dance, but actually seeing you know um all right this is a weird flex but okay played the first ever lewis the child show it was me playing and then they played together uh at the winneka youth organization the winneka yo okay you ever heard i know of that? what that yeah, is a yes. little basement man it was pretty funny um and uh and then you know just not even a year in, or like two or three years later you see them up on the stage with like 150 200 people dancing to them that know the words to like a song they're playing like holy shit like yeah this is crazy it's pretty wild they had a good little i remember thinking specifically to myself these guys they're pretty good yeah i was like because i knew of them they were on my radar and uh dude yeah that snow globe festival and then who who headlined it was like moby it was or something moby uh rjd2 oh, um, yeah, yeah trippy turtle and a couple of locals right yeah trippy it was be turtle bro yeah. that's a throwback leto yeah yeah i was gonna say isn't that a, like a side project yeah that's that's uh actually this right here that's my really? tattoo is leto's album everything here he's he's one of my top like tier producers yeah. is is leto still doing stuff because i'm not yes like i uh, he he is you know i, I haven't I, I wouldn't be able to tell you if he's put out solo music in a while but yeah. he's big into producing for like pop musicians ariana that makes, grande yeah, that and, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once you start doing that it's like right <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna make you know an eighth of what i would make if i just you know make an album for her so yeah yeah absolutely i uh I've seen Moby so many random times, or like RJD too. Like sure. he played at a Wicker Park Street Fest one time. Yep. That was sick. He had like eight decks on on stage. He had like eight turntables going, and he was going back and forth between two mixers and like eight turntables. Really, was I was wild. like, I, those festivals are always cool because they're free. Yeah. If you ever, if you're in Chicago, Wicker Park Fest is 
and it's um, not really slept on but like it's good yeah and Westfest too that's another good one Westfest They've, is good yeah pretty much every year um Derek Carter is gonna play that so oh, you're gonna get okay. some real Chicago house, house music, music for for free yeah hell yeah that but there's so sweet. many little good little pockets of like we were just talking about summer festivals but you know, there's just so much good stuff to go to feel it's very a, fortunate for yeah that. oh absolutely but like it's almost easy to drown in all of that though because there's so much to go to it's hard to you know pick your battles and as an adult like i don't even have time to go to all these i wish i did yeah i i yeah i wish i did too i think i was thinking about that the other day i was just like even just just on the concept of time mm. like I'm like, oh, I need to like call all my friends more. Just like get on a phone call and just like pick their brain and talk to them about random shit and just listen yeah. to what's going on in their lives. And I'm just like, bro, I can't even do that. Like, I wish I could. I, I don't know. I've been into like voice messages more. Oh, sure. Just because uh, you know it's got a little bit more of a personal yeah absolutely. touch to it. But obviously, like coordinating dates and stuff, you want to just have a text message that says, "Hey, we're meeting up." Right this day this time right 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 right. anyway huge tangent here <laughs> yeah no, um, we went off there for a sec but well part of this was just that the fact that we didn't realize that we had gone to so many of the same shows and like lived a lot of the same moments in life basically no like I truly like i don't know I, you go to some of these things and like a bunch of other people there you maybe see a familiar face but it never kind of amounts to nothing it's much different from um i got a buddy out in charlotte and he the electronic music scene there is very small i mean like four years ago it was the same 20 people going to the same shows and they'd maybe get like one show every month or so maybe a little bit more often not very often um and now it's kind of exploding it's like you see the same faces at the shows that you go to and you kind of create a community but out here in chicago it's hard to do that because like i don't know you could probably find three or four different experimental trap shows on any given week, or you could find like two reggae shows or like 20 different house music shows. You know what I mean? There's so much. No, there's a lot. I've been, I've been going to these uh, shows in the South side that it's like sound system culture where they've built their own system. Like it's like a, you know, a whole, um, what's the word? Like, created by them like customized rig and they have their own amps it's not like you just go to guitar center and buy like wow jbl whatever and stack them up it's like yeah specific different speakers for like specific different ranges and you can like customize it it's really cool. cool okay sound system culture didn't really know that much about it but very interesting uh very connected to like dub and like jamaica basically like that okay you know reggae although i still need a really good schooling on like dub reggae just like that whole thing there's so many different little i took a class in college and i (laughs) have trouble with it actually oh yeah history of rock and roll they covered basically the um 60s through eh, it's like 70s through 80s and 90s Mm. and um yeah we learned about ska and dub and um yeah, there's a lot going on. It's hard to differentiate. All I remember is that the kick drum's on the two and four, not on the one and three. I feel like 
since we already talked about how we're both kind of ADD, this is the way that I try to think of it as a way for working for me. And it's like a centrifugal force type of thing. Like if production is like the home base, you kind of move around it, but you got to just like keep moving and then you like build up this force. You just got to find a way to like find that next step because right. when you don't have that next step, you're just like, ugh, right. I feel trapped. Like I don't know what to do. And the issue for me was, man, when I like, I made, after seeing a, a show, I made a commitment to myself that this was what I was going to do mm -hmm. at whatever cost. And, you know, at whatever level I end up, this is something that's a part of me that I'm not going to lose. Right. And that's being in the dance music industry, whatever that looks like. Um, and I put that, you know, extremely high pressure on myself to try and just pump out all these great tracks that like, you know, okay, what's going to be, you know, the, um, most listened to what's going to be popular, you know, what am I looking for? What am I trying to find my sound balance all these little external factors onto itself. And I got burnt out at the, like truly, you know, after doing it for hours and hours a day, every day for months, I just burned myself out. And exactly to your point, um, it took a while, but once I realized like there are adjacent parts to producing music like DJing or maybe using yourself uh, in a, as a position in like a group of musicians, right? I'm working with two of my buddies who play guitar, bass, uh, keyboard, and you know, they've never picked up Ableton before. And I'm the guy who can come in and be like, oh, yo, like, let me throw some drum loops down. Let me throw a synthesizer up with a couple patches. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, you find ways to enjoy it again, which is key. Yeah. And like, that's another thing that I was thinking about. Sometimes it's worth just rolling the ball down the road just to see where it leads. Right. Like, because you're going to learn stuff in that process. Like, you know, learning how to produce music has taught you about a bunch of different ways to use that even if it's just like using the DAW or you know whatever or it could lead you to um like oh like I got I'm trying to release this track I need graphic design stuff and then you download like a free photoshop thing right and then now you're like designing stuff and you're like holy shit this is a lot of fun <laughs> and then you're just now being like a graphic yep. designer guy and then all of a sudden you know how to use that way better and or you have like a balance where it's like oh i like doing the graphic design sometimes and then i like producing and then now it's like i can do both and right. then just you know keep it fresh yeah absolutely you know like there's a synergy between those things so that's why i took that gig you got to uh, take I, that plunge yeah, yeah. you got it yeah exactly right man and um you know just whatever you do just try and stay in it at whatever possible even if it's like you know I, you don't pick up Ableton for eight months at a time. It's like that piece is always still with you, though. There's something about music production that like it really does have this higher power. And I don't really know that many people that got into doing music production that don't still hold it in this highlight and also just are like, yeah, I could pick up. like, <laughs> right. oh, bro, like I haven't made music in four years, but like I'd love to get down and work on some stuff like with people right. that are doing it. You know what I mean? It's just like, or, or is like, it feasible? Always? Yeah. Or like you walk into a guitar center, like, and you haven't picked up, um, I don't know, Ableton for extreme example, 10 years. 
but you see a drum machine or a new synthesizer and you're like right. whoa what does this do you That's put on I'm the headphones saying. and you're there for like half an hour like fucking with it it's there's always that piece in you that's just going to be continuously creating whatever it is even if it's not yeah there's something really exciting about creating music and i don't yes i don't know what it like i know people that do like fashion like they design clothes but they're also like i love making music right and it's just like it it is this universal language without sounding like so like whatever i don't you know i just so woo woo no but yeah you're absolutely right though like um and, and a DAW is something that people can pick up without having a classical background. Like, you know, kids right. who grow up playing piano that, you know, maybe aren't piano prod- prodigies, but are going to be able to uh, play something back for you by, you know, by sight, read some sheet music. It's like, I never had any formal training in music at all, but I could hop on a DAW and make you you know, a rudimentary beat in about 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. something in itself. It, it gives the, you know, the person who doesn't have the diligence to sit down and learn their scales on the piano, an opportunity to express themselves. Dude, for sure. I mean, it's just, everyone's got their skill set. Like I listened to this, uh, classical p- pianist who, uh, is so talented in ways that I will never be. But they don't know anything about like, you know, 303 acid <laughs> sounds. Right, like right. So there's a whole piece of the music picture that's just not there for them. And, you know, I'm not, I think that, you know, playing classical piano is way fucking more difficult than programming oh, 100%, an yeah. acid loop. <laughs> but imagine if you like brought those together. There's just so much space to, like, I also this, I, uh, just for fun, go on like splice and we'll grab loops of stuff and then like, you know, transpose them or whatever. Do like minimal stuff, but like take like a flamenco guitar riff and then put it over like a UK drill beat. And then all of a sudden these two things that two different producers made, I just like slap them together and it's still interesting. It's like DJing with loops. Oh, absolutely. It's like at a more micro level. And I'm not saying that I really did that much there, but you know, whatever, 10 years, however many years I've been producing has definitely like allowed me to have the vision to be like, oh, it'd be kind of interesting to like hear these two things together. And then it really is something novel, you yeah. know? Not saying no one's ever done that before, but it's just like, I just feel like you gotta let your ego go a little bit and just be like, oh, fuck it. Like, right. this isn't this isn't like my art particularly, but it's, no, it is cool because yeah. it trains your ear for that too, right? Like even going to shows, I mean, something as simple as like um, going to a club and listening to like a real professional DJ play, like it it weirdly trains your ear and your brain to know what's like kind of cool and what's not, right? So like, I, like me starting out, like I could listen back on my old beats and I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, like I see what I was going for, but like this is kind of funny and as you keep going, you at, even as your stuff gets weirder and weirder, it starts to get a little bit more cohesive, right? Mm. It starts to make sense a little bit more. And you kind of pick up on these little things that like, I, I don't know for me, if I go to a concert and I hear a bad DJ, I know 
Mm. right like what's you, like the tall tale sign like they just fuck <laughs> up a mix like the kick drums like slightly <laughs> off and you're like wait uh, a minute <laughs> luckily that doesn't happen as often um there have been some shows where i've heard that even like you know top tier abiza djs who uh-huh. are like you know playing weekly residencies are fucking up because maybe they're too hammered or it's their shirt third show of the night and they're just fucking exhausted or whatever it is but no it's for me it's like um it's all about crowd energy when you're DJing, man. Like you gotta like, yeah. If you're gonna curate a vibe, you know, you gotta really know what you're doing in that sense. You can plan if you're Tiesto, you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna play, and you're gonna um, mix your tunes at the right time, and it's gonna be a great show for everybody who goes there and loves Tiesto music. But I think what makes a really great DJ and a, what sets a great DJ and just an okay DJ apart is their ability to um, choose the next song that they're going to be playing. It's it's less the technical skills. It's more just about curating the vibe and, you know, latching the crowd onto what you're doing, right? So when you hear a bad DJ, you're like, okay, you just went from, you know, some really groovy, uh, you know, tribal house song over to like... I don't know. No shame against John Summit. I love the guy, but like a John Summit song, it's like, you know, where are you going? You're kind of losing people. You're trying to figure it out on the fly, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, oh, I'm actually more curious about this because it's yeah. like sometimes, you know, like you'll be DJing and like focusing so much on the technical stuff that you're not even looking up. Right. And I feel like that's another thing, like coming from someone who, you know, has DJed a lot more shows than I have, like, is that ability to connect with the crowd just being on top of, like, and knowing what you're going to play? Like, how often are you playing stuff where you're just like, I don't even know what I'm going to play. I'm just going to go through my library. Or, like... Uh, you know, it, it depends on the show, man. Like, if I got booked, and I ha- I, I'm not going to, you know, put myself up on this, you know, huge pedestal. I haven't played any major shows before. Um, it's been just kind of small time, little club shows, parties, things like that. Um, so, uh, it, it kind of depends if it's a big night for you. Yeah. You're going to set like eight different folders and they're all going to have a bunch of tracks that kind of would work well together. Yeah. You got like six songs that are just like, boom, exactly. these all chained together. Exactly. And I found that every time I've done that, I've set, I, I basically have this folder for the entire night and it's got five hours of music for a one hour time slot. And it's like, okay, start the party. Uh, Folder two is, okay, building up energy. Folder three is, okay, you got them here. Keep them here. Folder four is like, okay, top peak energy. You know, let's rage. Folder five is like, uh, you know, people are leaving, you know, get them back on the dance floor. And folder six is like finish strong, right? So you get a bunch of folders. And I always find myself going outside of that. It's so funny. I always Mm. set myself up to, um, you know, go down the line and really, you know, play and curate these vibes and i find myself just you know going off the cuff because you hear something and you're like oh shit i know it's gonna go well with this mm. yeah and based on the room it's about reading right. the room it's about and reading the room is impossible I'm, I'm gonna say it's very difficult you know it it's such a balance of like needing to trust yourself and trust in your abilities to curate that vibe and let the people know what they like make them aware of what they want even if they don't know it Mm. while also still kind of like you know tickling that little bit of them (laughs) 
that, you know, that, that they're itching for. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weird, delicate balance. So the way to read a room is basically just like play some shit you think is going to be hot and being like, all right, that was hot. I'm going to keep going with yep, that. It's exactly. like once you kind of get them, once you get the dude in the crowd to be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like you get that reaction. A couple stank faces. They're like, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. got them. Yes. And you just got to keep them, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's fun to go up and down with the energy levels. I mean, there's so much you can do with DJing that I just, I, you know, I've never been able to harness myself with producing that um, I, I think is just some of the coolest shit in the world, man. It's just being able to, uh, that was a, a show like that was uh, what made me drop out of college to pursue music full time was uh, a DJ curating a room. And you know, it sounds, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy every time I tell this story, but like, uh, you know, having that much control and being that present in the moment and literally having everybody just around your fingertips to the point where they don't realize their phone and their wallet are in their pocket. Um, they don't know the person next to them, their eyes are closed and they're just swaying and enjoying themselves. Like that's kind of the pinnacle of being able to, to really like DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's uh yeah, it's few and far between. I feel like yeah. I, I, I'm like half the time, I'm just such a fucking jaded guy. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, but then uh, the best part is like, it's not always like that. So like, yeah, you, like imagine you're, um, I don't know if, if we all were playing at, um, Kai's garage, right. Right. And just showing each other tracks. Like that would be so much fun, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And vibe, we're yeah. going to do that. But, yeah. um, of like the moments are different there you you don't really have that kind of crowd where you're like you know okay i'm in control of everything they're completely encapsulated it's like oh no like i want to get some reactions you know yeah, i want to get some i like, want to show the boys you know like i want the boys to be going up and taking pictures of the screen to get the id also yeah. i feel like another aspect for me at least maybe going back to this add aspect is that uh you know variety is the spice of life like i've gone to techno shows that are um you know exclusively techno and i'm like man i wish they played like a little bit of something else or like after that techno show i'm like all right i've had my fill of techno like i can't listen to that the next day right um or like i went to a drum and bass show the other day and it was like straight up drum and bass the whole time i was like we could have thrown a couple different type of break beats in there to right. like spice it up um yeah that's i mean i just think that uh for, for me and i think a lot of people that like electronic music is they like a lot of the different genres it's the whole platform more so and then yeah you have the people that are more elitist about certain genres of course because right. this is how we do it and whatever but and there and there's room for that too that's the best yeah. part is there's room for all of it right Right. Yeah, yeah. You can have the people that are super honed in on like making rumble kicks for techno and it's right. like, this is how we fucking do it. And that's cool. But also there's some cool shit where it's like you're mixing together all these different genres. Right. Right. So. And yeah, I, at the end of the day, man, it's like every party's different. Every crowd is different. You could be playing the best fucking set of your life and people couldn't give a shit. Yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. Somebody's but, like, I really did good, but and, no one cared. Yeah. yeah, oh, no, exactly. And you know what? Sometimes that doesn't matter. Like, I've played in for like two hours in a fucking guitar center. 
Mm. <laughs> I went to a guitar center. Um, I had a club gig coming up and they had. Uh, you got to go to guitar center before the club, yes, club gig to, to test the stuff. They test the J's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and, you know, make sure your USB is going to work and all that's, that. I did that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that's done that. Um, no, because you start getting into like, oh, shit, is my USB formatted for the right thing? Is it going to oh, right. work? Is like, it like same firmware? Like, you know, yeah. yeah did did I have a problem exporting? Like whatever it is. Right. Um, so I played like two hours at a fucking guitar center and I, like, I had like one of the better fucking sets and I just walked out of there on such a high and I'm like, nobody fucking heard that. And you know what? That's okay. I'm sitting on tractor recordings at home on my little two channel mixer where I was just like, you know, three in the morning, uh, drunk and and you're having the time of your life and you go back and you listen to it and you're like oh my god like i was fucking onto something there's only 16 minutes of this four hour set that's like really good but you're like i don't know it, it gives you that gas to like really kind of go in there this is making me feel like we gotta have a party yes and get some djs together yeah, and just have like vibes. four hours of just spinning i agree yeah i agree hell yeah um, all right, man. Well, we've been going for a second. I want to ask you a little wrap-up question, sure. and then we will uh, wrap this up. Um, talked about your first concert, okay? But I like to ask, what was the best concert you've been to? Your favorite concert? <sighs> it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, it's a, that's a tough one. It's a thinker, that's a thinker man. But I it mean, could be that concert that you're saying where it's like, um, you know, just the the curation was so good it made me want to like, right. Like you were saying, like do a full time, full time DJing, full time music production. Right. Um, yeah, man, it's it's extremely hard to tell you what my favorite concert would be. So let me give you uh, two answers. That's against the rules, but I'm still gonna do it. There, I. That's it's part of the rules. That's part of the rules. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that one concert was Cashmere Cat at concord music hall very unassuming show thanksgiving was break. it was it they were headlining yeah okay he was headlining um i used to work at the concord and i'm trying did you to really? think like if that was if i was there but i don't know i don't think so 2000 and i think i saw cashmere cat at the mid so, oh okay like playing with like wave racer oh that's or some cool shit. oh yeah. wave racer oh man that's Dude. yeah it's a throwback. throwback oh man so that experimental like Jersey fucking trap stuff. That's that. That's and cool just shit. like the start of future based type yes, of deal. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so th that's definitely up there. Cause that had such a powerful impact on me. I mean, um, he was blending, you know, his songs. He's just an all-star DJ. Like he won all these DJ awards as a kid. Like, Oh, like was, an A-track It was, he was similar. Yeah. Similar to A-track where he won a bunch of DJing competitions. Um, and then he got into producing and made really weird music and just kind of ran with it. And it's awesome. But that show was special to me because it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. Um, the lights were matching his songs that he was playing. It was just so he was uh, his um, DJ booth was in the crowd. So it wasn't like he was up on stage looking up at him. It's like you were with him in the uh, crowd. It's almost like a boiler room yeah. kind of thing. Um, and that was a really special moment where I was like, he just has everybody right fucking here. He knows exactly what he's doing. 
nobody's talking, nobody's taking pictures or videos. Everybody's just with them. So that was something, uh, up there with good concerts. I mean, I've seen so many special moments. Um, I've seen the national playing in the mountains at sunset, like, wow. um, you know, really, uh, just really cool and special moment shows. But the, the moment where I was like, okay, house music is always going to be my, like my thing. It's always going to be in there. It's always going to be a part of me was, uh, Jamie Jones. I go to movement Detroit every year. I want to go. Let's, let's right, go you're next, coming year. next year. Yeah, yeah. I, we go every year. It's amazing. Um, Jamie Jones closed out a stage. Everybody was off seeing Carl Cox and somebody else on another stage, uh, like Diplo. They always bring in some random guy, but it's, <laughs> And I was there with maybe 200 other people at Jamie Jones, plenty of room to dance. This man had me on his fucking string. I was his puppet. Everybody in that crowd was just vibing with him. I mean, he was completely taking control of everybody just with his grooves, just with the bass lines and the grooves that he was playing. And it was that fucking moment that I was like, oh my God, like this is way bigger than like, I can ever describe to somebody. So that, that may have been one of the best sets I've been to was, was Jamie closing movement. Yeah. Which, uh, which year was this? 2017, I think 17 or 18. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pre COVID. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to go to movement so bad this last year. Yeah. But I, and then I was going to go to arc yeah didn't go to arc i just had we'll, we'll get you arc, out. i mean yeah. some of them were expensive but movement let's do it 100 percent. we got to make like a yep. pact i mean if you're already going oh i will tag along the the second they release tickets i'm like i get it like we just it's the three of us do it every year it's without even coordinating it's like oh you're just, going we just like, we're going like yeah yeah, yeah we're going detroit's we're, cheap man the festival's cheap it's great yeah hell yeah yeah we'll take yeah. you with that'll be a good time I like cheap. <laughs> cheap is good, but Especially also I know days, it's yeah. quality. There's like the 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 lineup always looks just yeah really interesting. Also, a lot of people that I don't know so yeah. would be very interested in that yeah. as well. And um, another cool thing, they have a Sweetwater tent there where they mm. show all of their new um, like DJ gear, gear and synthesizers, oh. and they just people can walk in with a fucking usb and throw down a set like yeah oh shit yeah it's cool man and they you know all the synthesizers like i'm amazed they leave it open to festival goers but yeah like oh sorry my beer yeah no literally though (laughs) yeah so no it's it's cool man and you know detroit being the influential city it was for techno like yeah it's yeah it's pretty special so we'll get you out there we're writing it down in the books well dude Thank you for doing this, man. This Thanks was, for this having was a me. blast. Yeah, this yeah. was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, anyone like any shout outs, any quick plugs, no plugs, nah. uh, no plugs. <laughs> um, if you, uh, I don't know, support your local DJs, support your local producers, listen to the podcast. There's a lot more coming from this guy. He's, he's onto something good and, um, yeah, you ought to be checked in when, uh, when some of the stuff coming up is, uh, is coming out. So. Hell yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. All right. All right. Later.